Hey there, listeners. So if you've been following me for a while, you'll know I'm now back in Canada. I just spent some amazing time in Costa Rica. We just acquired a brand new property. Um, and if you'd like to find out more, make sure to follow us on social media, FL Homes Corp or Wine and Real Estate on Instagram. And you're going to be able to find out how you can become an investor in Costa Rica as well. And now to today's guest, Alicia and Patrick, amazing couple, and they're investing in Calgary, Alberta. So very different from Costa Rica, but it's an amazing city, great opportunities. This young couple's able to make it work. They're putting in a lot of sweat equity in their projects and building a, an empire slowly, one building at a time. And they offer some great insights on what works to uh, working as a couple, investing in real estate, having a full-time job, renovating places. So tune in for some golden nuggets. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And please make sure to rate and review our podcast. Please comment. We love your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. And in the next episode, starting with this one, I will share with you some creative financing strategies that can help you. 10x the size of your portfolio and how to utilize these strategies effectively. Today, we will discuss private money. Private money involves borrowing from non-traditional lenders such as directly from private individuals, corporations, or through mortgage brokers who have access to such funds through various channels. Private money is the most expensive type of capital to use as an investor. Therefore, you have to be aware of all of the costs involved such as higher interest rates, lender fees, broker fees, legal fees, and exit fees. Due to the higher costs, this type of capital is best utilized for short-term investing, such as the burst strategy or a flip or a project where you may not be able to get traditional bank financing to kickstart the project, such as a development or construction. There is an abundance of private money available to you as an investor, and therefore, you have the power to shop and negotiate terms that work best for your projects, from loan to value, to interest rates, to frequency of payment, as well as fees. The process of qualifying for private money is more lenient, and often, lenders close on a short notice. To use this strategy effectively, here are the things you need to plan for. Number one. Validate and plan your exit strategy before entering a private money deal. An exit strategy refers to how you will pay back the private loan at or before the maturity of the loan. Assuming that you will be able to refinance with a cheaper lender once the term is up or taking someone's word for it is not an exit strategy. Invest the time upfront to work with an experienced mortgage broker who can review all of your documents and plans upfront and confirms which lender you can refinance with once the term is up. This way, there are no surprises when the term comes up for renewal. Number two, get independent legal advice. Private mortgage approvals are not standard and each agreement is different. Review the commitment with your lawyer before you sign. You do not want to be caught off guard at renewal with crazy renewal fees or terms that work against you. And finally, be careful with 100% financing. 100% financing sounds amazing for many investors as they can pick up properties with nothing in the deal. It is, however, a two-edged sword for two reasons. One, 100% financing often involves securing the mortgage against another property through a cross-collateral, 
which reduces your flexibility and exposes your other assets to the risk of the loan in case something goes wrong. Also, 100% financing means that you need a significant lift to the value of the property to pay off such loan at 80% of the value at the time of a refinance. If you are looking for competitively priced funds with assurance about your exit strategy or guidance on where to utilize private money within your portfolio, our team at Streetwise Mortgages will help you unlock your possibilities. Email us at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. I'm going to have a little sip very shortly. Uh, so I'm excited today. I have Alicia and Patrick on. And just like my intro says as well, it's all about relationships. So you guys are together in this as a couple. And uh, how does that work? A lot of people ask me. Usually my wife is often with me. And uh, yeah. Do you end up fighting? How does it work as a couple to be investing? Uh, so it definitely has its ups and downs, as I'm sure you know as well, too. <laughs> um, it's uh, It's been very tough at times, but like we've found that communication has been extremely important in helping it go smoothly. You know, when one of us is having a bad or off day, the other person is always there to support them. And we're always good about recognizing when we are having off days and communicating and talking to each other about that. I think another important thing is that each of us have our strengths. So he's good at the renovation side, um, managing projects. I'm good at kind of the marketing, networking, that side of things. So each of us have our own areas that we work on and help each other out when we need to, but we kind of just let the other person lead on those areas. So staying in your lane, that's a key key thing yes. i'm really yeah. bad for that my wife tells me stay in your lane you're taking over whatever and you're not good at this and then that that's when it gets frustrating right i mean if patrick starts saying to you alicia like oh no we need to do marketing this way or communication and then you get on his project that's the wrong type of nails and then it goes out of control and so that's very that's a great thing to to share and so tell me about the projects you guys are working on. What what are you up to and where are you investing as well? So we invest in Calgary. Um, we have two up-down duplexes that we bought. Our first one was actually March last year. So we haven't been doing wow. this for very long. Um, we moved pretty rapidly, refinanced that one in September, and then right away bought another property that we're living in right now in house, house hacking. So we have a renter that we just got in downstairs. And we are now looking to get into the Airbnb field. So we're searching actually for a condo now, which is a little bit different than the strategy we've been using. Um, but we've, we think it's important to diversify our portfolio and uh, learn a little bit about that too. I think uh, one important thing is that um, as we start, as we learn more, our strategy has like consistently changed, like yeah. constantly changes. And we have to constantly review like, are we being challenged? Are we doing the best we can do? And so we found that like, although we were in the up-down duplexes at first, we're very quickly and rapidly shifting towards, as Alicia mentioned, the Airbnbs now too. For the cash it's flow, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's going to yeah. change everything you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to mention too, that we did all of the renovations ourselves on 
our first unit and even this one, just adding in, we're legalizing the suite that we have right now and just learning that kind of stuff, doing it ourselves. One of our challenges is to learn to step back and, and delegate some of the jobs so that we have more time to work on the business versus in the business too. So that's something that we're going to continue working on as well. No, that's very smart. And yeah, learn to delegate. But it's important that you did it yourself. I think now you have a true appreciation for plastering or painting or tile work. And now you know how much work <laughs> oh, yeah. goes into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll have um, a good eye for pricing as well, because you know as well, okay, this people are gouging us. Okay, this is a fair price or this is too cheap. What's wrong with this person? So totally, this exactly, is a very yeah. good, good basis. Also learning how to manage tenants. So you went kind of smaller scale, which is good. It's manageable, three, four tenants. And now Airbnb, you're going to have a lot more volume. So you can Airbnb a, a condo in Calgary. Is that something that's allowed or? Yeah, that's right. So a lot of buildings are starting to restrict it just um, on a on a condo board basis rather than the city. So Calgary okay. does allow it. But one thing that we have to do is really read the condo docs and make sure that the bylaws allow it, allow it because a lot of them are starting to really get strict on it. So that is a risk about it. So we one of our strategies to combat that is to be prepared to have it as a long-term rental if we okay. need to do that. So we, we need to make sure that it's still going to cash flow in the case that we do have to turn it into a long-term rental. That's very smart. I, I interviewed someone who does only Airbnbs and he said the way he calculates numbers is always long-term rental. Does it work? Then I Airbnb it. While I see a lot of people from Toronto, Montreal, or Vancouver, they're like, oh, Airbnb is perfect. But what if the condo board says no, then, then you don't cash flow. Now you're stuck with a condo that could be hard to sell. So exactly, you be, uh, renovating the condo as well? So are you looking for something that needs a lift or brand new or? I, I think we're, we're very open to how we're going to go about this one. Like we know that we're capable of doing, like if it needs a facelift, we're capable of that. You've done it before. <laughs> exactly. Right. So um, we're very open. Like we're, we're more so concerned about some of the amenities in the building and where its mm. location is and also the price point. So if there is the right property in the right location and makes a lot of sense, then and requires a lot of work then we are willing to take that on but i in that same sentence like if there's one that also meets the majority of the criteria but doesn't need any work then that's fine as well too perfect and are you taking advantage of alicia's amazing connections for financing <laughs> we actually uh i can't actually borrow from my company oh no okay yeah so we use traditional financing for all of ours as of right now we we have less than the properties that you're allowed to do traditional financing. So we're just going to take advantage of that while we can. Oh yeah. You can keep going for quite a while. Then there's B lenders, uh, private lenders and corporates. You could go commercial financing. Well, I can't, I don't have much to teach you on that. You, you know, a lot more about financing than I do. So you have to communicate that, that message. Can you tell us more about your background? So, where do you come from? I, I have it here, but I'd love to, to hear it for our listeners. Yeah, do you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, I'll start. So I'm actually originally from Ontario. I moved here about eight years ago now to Alberta. Um, the majority of my background is actually in construction and labor. 
Um, I have done other odd jobs in between, but that is why I'm able to perform a lot of our own renovations. Um, now, did I have a ton of drywalling experience and tiling experience? Absolutely not. That, that has been, uh, but I, you know, figuring out as you go, but I am very good with yeah. hand tools and very good with my hands. And I'm not afraid to get dirty and work long hours either. So that's kind of what's led us into this and to perform the renovations on our own. And that's uh, smart. I mean, it's not always glamorous. Some people say, oh, real estate investing, so much fun when you're covered in dust and you have that one tile that broke in the corner and you have to replace <laughs> it. And it's midnight and the tenants are moving the next day. It's not always fun. So, but that, that's great. Kudos to you. What about you, Alicia? What do you do? I know I've been hinting at certain things, but what do you do during the day? So um, I have a degree in communication studies, so public relations. I've been working in that field marketing for about six or seven years. Um, I currently work at Calvert Home Mortgage as a marketing manager there. So I have a pretty extensive background in marketing and events and those sorts of things. So that really ties into my ability to kind of market us and what we're doing and build our Instagram, which is some, a tool that we've used to meet a lot of people in the industry, which has been really a game changer for us we we love going to networking events and just hearing about other people going through the same thing that we are has been really important to us in our journey so that's kind of how it ties into what we're doing right now and i just have kind of an office administrative background as well to try and keep us organized with everything that we have to stay on top of so yeah because it can get out of hand easily i mean you're buying materials and this and that and and then <laughs> how do you pay the bills and like just accounting is, is a lot of work. And especially with Airbnb, you're going to have a lot more frequent billing. And I don't know if you'll get a housekeeper or someone to do the turnover. Then you get all these invoices every few days. And it's important to have systems. So what kind of systems have you guys put in place so far uh, that you could share? Um, so one of our most important systems is we share Google Drive together. Uh, Google Docs and everything. So like any important information document wise that we do get, we both have access to those. We make sure that we are uploading receipts frequently. We're uploading what it, rental applications, uh, lease agreements. All of that is going into a shared Google Drive between us that we both have access to as well as like we're very close and we trust each other a lot. We have a lot of personal documents in there as well too, which allows us to act very fast and quickly on everything, right? Um, whether it's we need to get a mortgage approved by the next day or, you know, we need to get a tenant to sign something or we need to refer to an old lease. It's like we both have access to that in Google Docs. And so we've just found that that has really helped streamline everything that we do, especially when you're working with your partner. And I think yeah. another... Sorry, another important thing I think to mention is that we have uh, bank accounts for each property um, just so we can keep all of our uh, renovation costs, all of our incoming rent, all of that kind of stuff just organized. This will be our first time doing tax season with real estate. So, yeah, <laughs> so we have a lot to learn. I'm not going to pretend that we know everything. We're just kind of trying to keep track of everything as best we can and, and learn all of the complicated laws that there are for real estate investing, especially house hacking and primary residence. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot to learn about that, but we're just trying to stay as organized as possible. No, and you're really, from what I hear, you're really on the right track. And if eventually you, as you get more doors, more properties, it's easy to upgrade your Google Drive to QuickBooks or something because everything, the habit's already there that you upload uh, things 
So you just switch uh, accounting software and and just make it happen. And I love that you're very mobile. So Patrick could be at, I don't know, Home Depot picking up drywall. And then all of a sudden, Alicia, you get a really good tenant that wants to sign now. And so Patrick gets to review it from, from his phone. And that's really good. And that's the way to work. It's not good to put things on paper. And that's a bad habit I have. Like you write it down <laughs> and then it gets lost. So if you digitize everything, you could be anywhere. You guys could be enjoying uh, daiquiris on the beach in Mexico and looking after your real estates. And that's the future. I'm sure that's your future at some point. Exactly. Even <laughs> actually when we when we moved one of our tenants in the other day, we had uh, our iPad with our Apple Pencil and we had her just sign in the move-in docs right on the iPad. And she's like, wow, I've you know, never, never seen done this that. before. Yeah. And it's just nice because then we can duplicate copies, save it right away. It just makes it a lot easier and easy to keep track of, like you said. And I like it. You mentioned earlier financing. That's a big deal. I'm always running after leases. So if it's already there, you got your lease. There you go. Financing. Here's my lease. Here's yes. this, here's yeah. that. Or tenants. Tenants are notorious for losing leases and things. And then oh, I need a copy. And then you have to go and scan it or take a picture or something. If you already have it, you just swipe and there you go, you're done. So Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and Definitely. on that note too, when we apply for another mortgage, we consistently update our Google folders so that when we need to act quickly, especially in this market, we have everything prepared yes. already for our mortgage broker and we can just send that folder, or those documents over to the mortgage broker and, and you know get approved right away, which is really yeah. important. That's amazing. And that's what a lot of mortgage brokers say, be organized. And if you are organized, you get a bit better service. I don't know if you've noticed. But totally, totally. You have the yeah. choice between a crazy file that's all over the place or your file that's nice and neat and they just forward it to underwriting. You guys get first dibs. So that's a big, a big tip that doesn't cost anything, really. Yeah, 100%. Just time. So, okay, so you've done up, down, duplex. You're doing house hacking. Now you're getting into Airbnb. Where are you getting this knowledge? How are you, you mentioned networking. Is there a good networking group in Calgary that we should know about or online or? Well, actually the majority of our knowledge comes from podcasts to be completely honest. That's what, that's where it all started anyways. That's awesome. when we, when we first decided like, okay, we want to start getting into this. It was podcast consumption all day, every day, as much as we could. <laughs> yeah, because like we are still working our nine to fives. And so it's like, you can't just sit there and read necessarily all the time. It's like, how can you consume stuff easily? And podcasts in the beginning were so important. So important to just start to get like, get us ready for everything and to like, get us just ready to continue on and dive into it, I guess. Yeah, no, I love it. For me, I, I kind of lost that because of covid now you're not commuting and that was my time for podcasts now i'm like i don't have that commute i'm not stuck in traffic yeah what about you alicia do you have some tips on where to get knowledge and information um i think a lot of it is from other people's experiences so like i mentioned connecting on on instagram or facebook just kind of learning about other people's mistakes or what they're working on and just talking about it with them has been very valuable and also just doing like you can you can read all the books you want, listen to all the podcasts you want, but at the end of the day, until you're actually learning how to put in an offer, how to renovate, how to do those things yourself and actually making mistakes, you're not going to learn to your full capacity. So I think, you know, we look back consistently and we're like, 
two months ago, we didn't have any clue what we were really doing, but we did it and we dove in and we learned this and now we're, we're not going to make that mistake again. So I think that's important. And also surrounding yourself with um, realtors and mortgage brokers and people who work with flippers and understand the market, because there's a huge difference between working with a realtor or another professional that knows flipping and one that works with new home buyers. It's, it's just a completely different market. So I think surrounding yourself with those people who are going to be able to help you and teach you uh, is very important. And uh, just to add to that, I, I like in terms of where we got the information from in the best place, like, like Alicia mentioned earlier, Instagram has been one of our best sources for connecting with people local to Calgary, across Canada. Like that has been one of our biggest sources of information and go to when we need to like maybe say, oh, a local electrician that would be able to do something right away or either that or like, oh, who's got experience in Airbnb and say, bam, for Canmore, right? Um, Instagram has been like a huge platform for that. And I think it, it's important to say too that um, we like to document our failures and our successes because yes. some people some people like to just highlight the good times and there's a lot of bad times too. There's a lot oh, of yeah. struggles. <laughs> And I know other people can relate to them. And, and when I see it and I see someone else struggling with something that we've struggled with, it, it's refreshing and it feels good that we know we're doing the right thing. So I think that's an, another important thing. Totally. And it's it's so that then you learn and then you're able to share that experience and you're relatable as well. So eventually when you guys get into dealing with private lenders and I don't know, other types of lenders, this experience will be super important because they're going to scroll and say, oh, wow, they've been through that, but they survived or still around. So that's very indicative um, of, of your resilience. So um, can you tell us more about the Calgary market? I heard it's, it's getting quite hot and competitive. All of Canada, I mean, Ontario's kind of tapped out. Quebec, people have done everything they could do there. I mean, there's still lots of opportunity, but it's it's tough. New Brunswick, people have gone nuts. BC, now there's Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. We'll see for how long, but I heard great <laughs> things about Calgary. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I think uh, Ontario investors are really starting to come to Alberta, primarily Edmonton, actually. I, I know the Edmonton rental market is really good because of the purchase price to rental income yeah. there. Um, but in terms of Calgary, we have been competing with a lot of uh, Ontario buyers because they're just kind of getting priced out of their market. And there is a really good uh, rental market here. Hopefully, a lot of tech companies are starting to come here as well. Um, we have quite high vacancy in the downtown um, core right now, but I think we'll start to see that shift. It's, it's hard to say right now with everything going on. There's a lot of uncertainty, but... I know when we were looking at properties in September or even in the spring, there were maybe 10 to 15 competing offers. And now there's, you know, upwards of 40 offers. Whoa. Properties are going for a hundred K over ask, which, Ouch. which in Ontario is very common, but here oh, yeah. it wasn't. So yeah, it, we're definitely seeing a big shift in that. But that's reassuring for your existing purchases. So yeah, it sucks for future purchases. You'll have to be more creative, but for what you've bought, the appreciation is building up. So you guys are, are have already made money. You're being paid basically to keep the properties, which is insane. Exactly. So now condos, what kind of condo would you look for for an Airbnb? You mentioned amenities. Have you done like market research, especially Alicia with your communications background? 
who's your like your who would rent an Airbnb in Calgary and what do they look for? So uh, this is all really new to us where we are all start we're just starting to figure all this out right now. Okay. Um, so but like as of right now we are really focusing on the downtown area. Um, yeah. Mostly because you know you have summer coming up, Stampede you have in the summertime, the Saddle Dome, which is where the Flames, Calgary Flames play. They're they're situated downtown. Our downtown also has a lot to offer in terms of restaurants, uh, library, theater. Like there's a lot to offer in the downtown area. So we really would like to take advantage of that area. Um, in terms of some of the other amenities we're looking for right now, um, we. <laughs> And maybe this is, uh, we're not too sure how we feel about this, but we really want something with a downtown view and a balcony as well. Okay, too. cool. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of give like, so the person we're trying to market to and tailor towards is somebody coming in for the weekend, maybe say from rural Alberta, coming in to watch a game or coming in for Stampede for a couple of nights. And like, what is somebody who generally isn't in the city going to want to experience while they are here? And in our mind, um, we believe that they're going to want like a nice view of downtown. They're going to want a balcony to maybe enjoy the outdoor weather, especially in the summertime. Um, yeah, and that's some of our main topics. Is there anything I missed there? Well, I think that uh, another thing that I've heard of investors doing is kind of marketing to uh, midterm rentals. So if yes. someone rents for kind of, I think you have to rent under a month with Airbnb for it to be considered. But um, we would kind of target maybe people in between house purchases or something like that, just because I, those are going to be homeowners, people who are going to take care of your property and people yeah. that you have consistent income from. So that might be something that we explore as well. Uh, something like having uh, features like a desk and other things that people can work from the Airbnb. Um, we're Another thing we're doing is we're actually just talking to our friends to ask them what kind of stuff they look for in Airbnbs when they're staying there. Um, and making sure that we provide some of those features. Yeah, no, that's so true. This summer, I was homeless for a month. I sold my oh. house and the new house we bought, we couldn't get into. So uh, my family and I went to an Airbnb for a month. And just like you said, we were homeowners. We left it probably cleaner than how we got it. They had a desk. Uh, it was like a downtown setting. We're very suburban. So it was kind of cool living downtown. We're like, nope, we're not downtown people. I miss my Walmart and Costco. So, but it, it was nice, like a change of pace and scenery. So let and me like ask you, you this then as our kind of target market. What were you looking for in an Airbnb? Yeah, so t totally what you said, City View. I want to be do experiencing something different than my home. So here... I'm in a nice, nice green suburb. Everything is lush, big trees and stuff, but there is no downtown. If you want to go to a nice cafe or something, you have to walk quite a bit or drive. While downtown, you go down and here it is, entertainment. It's exciting. So I agree. I think you guys are on the right path. Uh, and you mentioned something earlier, lots of vacancy downtown. That's actually an opportunity to snap up places for cheap before they go up. Yes. And all those crazy Ontarians and people from BC moving to Alberta will need a place uh, before they buy a house. Oftentimes they're going to come and, okay, we want to get to know the city before we buy. So midterm, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a good point about the people moving from different provinces too and just kind of learning the city while they get situated too. Before you plunk down like three quarters of a million for a house, you... 
it's a big commitment so let's say somewhere oh are the kids happy here does it feel safe do we like the neighborhood so i think yeah you've got a huge potential and that could be amazing and with summer coming up or the chinooks during winter i heard that's interesting it seems like it's actually kind of warm in calgary once in a while so yeah that's nice too. <laughs> So that's yeah. really cool. So Airbnb as well can be challenging for insurance and things. So you guys will have to do a bit of research on that as well. But um, with your marketing background as well, that's going to be amazing. And the downtown setting, uh, the pictures people will provide, I think will, will really help you. So what's next for you? Like what are next steps? How, how are you going to build that next project? So we're focusing on this Airbnb, as we mentioned, but beyond this, we're going to start exploring using other people's money and Perfect. doing some, <laughs> yeah, because that's something that's an area that we're not super familiar with. And uh, we know that, you know, we could continue working and saving, but that's only going to get us so far. If we want to scale up, we have to learn how to see those opportunities. And I think a lot of that is networking and continuing to build our brands. Now that we have a portfolio, we can really kind of appeal to investors potentially. And uh, yeah, so that's our next step after we after we acquire this new next property, we're going to look more into um, private investors. Also too, like the, the reason we are going the Airbnb route and starting here in Calgary in a city that we're very familiar with is that we are actually more interested in a vacation rental. Uh, yes. so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we just figured that the natural next step would be to at least, you know, test it here and, you know, work out all the kinks here in the city that we are familiar with before we start making major decisions about elsewhere in the country or even other countries as well, too. Yeah, because you'll see it's demanding. I mean, the bed sheets and you, everything's got to be perfect. You, you're dealing with a very different clientele. And every, yeah, you need to, also you got people from all over the world. So exactly. I have a, a vacation rental near Lake Ontario in Ontario and got people from all over the place going there. And sometimes things you think are very simple or not to them, like how to use an air conditioner and there's like a funny system. So I did ex, um, instructional videos to help people. Okay, maybe you've never seen this before. Here's how it works. And it might seem weird, but let's say you're coming from Europe and everything's digital. And here, this is like a, a manual system that you've never seen. Or my cottage has like propane tanks. So you have to learn how to open them. And you're going to be in a condo, so probably not as bad. But mine is like a complicated thing. And I learned that the hard way. Make <laughs> sure your systems are simple, very straightforward, lots of instructions, very detailed. And then you'll have a, a great experience. And as far as attracting uh, lenders, you guys have something huge to market, as you said, like you, you've done it, you've renovated places, you know where the deals are. And there's tons of people with money in other provinces that just, it's scary. Like, uh, oh, how do I start in Alberta? So why not partner with someone that's doing it? Exactly. And benefiting, creating win-win strategies. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a great point. And I, I like all your points about Airbnbs, just having the instructions and everything. It's less time that you have to handhold when people show up, especially if you're self-managing your properties. Yeah, especially the first one. I mean, you'll probably self-manage. And then as you grow, then you might hire. But at first, it's good to have 
that close contact and all the all the feedback that you get and you want to be a super host on airbnb or if you have vrbo or booking.com i mean there's a million options uh, so what kind of top tip do you guys have to share with our listeners for getting started because you guys it's quite new which is good a lot of people are like how do i get started i'm scared i don't know i don't have money uh, I know nothing about investing. What what would you say is like step number one? I think uh, one of the most important things is just to take action. We kind of touched on it earlier, but I think, so our first property, we had what, eight or 10 offers on yeah. it. And yeah. actually he was away at work at the time. So I had to go see the property by myself <laughs> and our realtor told us, oh, there's eight offers and it's going to go above asking. Do you want to put in an offer? And we had to make a decision really fast and we could have easily you know, taking our time and, and not pulled the trigger on it, but we decided to just go for it. He trusted me to find a good property. And, uh, and I think if we just kind of waited around and not taking that action, we might still not have a property right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Making, making quick decisions and just getting in there and getting your feet wet because we have the, we have learned the most when we have gone in, made a mistake and had to learn from that mistake. That, that is when we have learned the most. So for somebody new getting into it, um, I would say, do not be afraid to get your feet wet. Do not be afraid to start going to look at properties, to inquire about properties, run numbers, all that sort of stuff, because that's how you're going to learn. And that's how we learned. Like I remember one of the first houses we went and looked at, we actually didn't even know how much we were pre-approved for yet. We were extremely <laughs> underprepared for it. Big yeah. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, we, uh, we learned from that though, right? Like we got out there and we did it and the realtor was like, well, have you been approved yet? And we're like, well, no, actually we haven't. Well, you probably should get that done right away. <laughs> so we well, you wouldn't have known otherwise. So exactly and and maybe we wouldn't have known then to go get pre-approved because i think it was the very next day and then we were looking okay well this is our next this is the next important thing we got to get done right now right so yeah and staying on top of it like you said alicia earlier keep updating your file that way you're ready for the next pre-approval or next purchase as well because a deal always shows up when you're not ready so if you're always ready then you're good to go you don't need to worry about any of that yeah definitely very cool so what if people would like to reach out to you and learn about your experience and your challenges what's the best way to to get a hold of you and ask you questions so we have a instagram and it's heels and hammer underscore and we document our rentals and and just kind of take everyone through what we're going through in terms of real estate and we love connecting with people on there so feel free to reach out to us on there very cool. So thank you so much. I can't wait to reconnect maybe in a year or two. And then you've got several Airbnbs and different exotic places and uh, who knows, uh, Dubai and Mexico. <laughs> and and that's it. So I can't wait to, to see your next success and let's stay connected. Thanks so much for taking the time as well out of your, your busy schedules, working and investing. Yeah, and thank you so much for having us. We had yeah. a really good time chatting with you, Francois. Yeah, thank you very much, Francois. Thank you. See you around. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Hello, investors. So you've been thinking about scaling your business, your portfolio, getting into real estate investing, but you don't know where to start. Or you've been an investor for a while and you've hit a wall. So financial roadblock or your market is tapped out or you're just tired of the landlord and tenant board if you're in Ontario. 
I have a solution for you. So I've set up recently two new Facebook groups. One is called the Creative Real Estate Investor Beta Group. It's free for anyone to join. Look it up on Facebook. I'd love to see you there. I provide a one hour free group coaching on that group every month. And I have great guests as well coming on and lots of exchange happening. I also have the Alpha Group. So same thing, but it is a paid group. So it's $97 US per month, but you also get discounts for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And I have all kinds of guests that are uh, more exclusive. We're going to have some insider information, information about pre-construction opportunities, deals in other countries, states, and uh, private lending, private lenders, joint ventures, you name it. Anything related to real estate will be there. So I'd love to see you there. You can also send me an email, flhomescorp at gmail.com to find out more. Cheers. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Yes. And please make sure to give us a rating, five stars mm -hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah. Chin chin. Thank you.